You're listening to Back to the 80s. Welcome. This is the one and only podcast called Back to the 80s. And Chang, how the heck are you, brother? My brother, I am swinging high and I'm swinging low. There's no place that the Chang won't go. My favorite Italian, the second man that I ever met when I came to this fine country. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Toscano. How the heck are you? But most important, how are all our beautiful cats and kitties and boys and girls, mad dogs and 80s ladies? How the hell are you all today? You know, Chang, uh, we were having a great time finding out that we were going to be let out of lockdown, right? And without getting too much into it, it, it sounds like, you know, those those drums of, going back to lockdown are sounding off in the distance. What I can tell you is, though, if we happen to go on lockdown again, the good thing is that we all have Back to the 80s to listen to. I do want to let you guys know we do have a Facebook fan page, so go ahead and hit us up there. Check us out. Give us a like. Go ahead and not only give us a like, but download the podcast. Take us with you wherever you go, because Toscano and Chang always have something funny up their sleeve. That's right, and, and we love to go along with everybody for a ride. That's why we do what we do. We are the ride-along jocks. You're tuned in here to Back to the 80s, bringing the 80s to a whole new generation. So last week, we had a very special guest. We had Shannon Hernandez, the Shan Man Hernandez from 98 KUPD from Phoenix, Arizona. And we continue the second part of that interview today, a little bit further down in the show. But we do want to make mention of a few things that if you have a special let's say, uh, a band that you liked from the 80s, a certain song that you liked from the 80s, go ahead and hit us up, direct message us on our Facebook page, and uh, we'll go ahead and call out your name and call out what you suggested for us to talk about. Hey, you know what? I got a suggestion there, Toscano. Yeah. We love to incorporate our listeners because we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it wasn't for the listeners. 100%. 100%. I'm sure uh, our wives would not rather to sit around and just listen to you and me go and back and forth and just nonsense i'm sure people they may get bored or they may get stimulated and that would lead to us having maybe 15 more children i don't know yeah we also want to do something fun here back to the 80s and let's give you a chance to express yourself a little and that way we get to know you our fans what i'm going to do is i'm going to give out our phone number where you can go ahead and leave us a message about 30 seconds long no more than a minute please Mm -hmm. uh i'll give you the phone number you give us a call and let us know your best memory from the 80s it can be good or bad also if you want to write into the doctors because the doctors the good doctors you know uh, love hate letters will be making their way and uh, if you have a love or hate experience from the 80s or even current you can go ahead and give us a call and give the doctors a call that would be at 714-386-9797 one more time that's 714-386-9797 nine seven nine seven go ahead and leave us a message there and we'll go ahead and uh, distribute that message accordingly but in the meantime this is back to the 80s i'm toscano and i've got the ever so wondrous chang to my right as always hola 
Man, it's always good to see you, brother. It's always good to be seen because I know one of these days I may be in an urn. Uh, I may be a pile of ashes. I may be under a tree. I may be whittling Dixie. I don't know. You never know where the Chang is going to go. <laughs> but uh, I think we need to go back into the 80s, and I think we need to open up the vaults of musical knowledge, my brother. All right, so let's go ahead and kick it all off. This is no particular order. We're going to talk about some of the bands. Let me ask you this, Chang. What is the first concert in the 80s, the first concert that totally blew you away, that was life-changing, life-altering? Do you remember any of those concerts in the 80s? Well, yeah, that would probably be... Guns N' Roses. Hmm. <laughs> no, and it, that did... Uh, Wasn't that was it? life-changing to me. But yes, but no, actually, that would have to be... The Screaming for Vengeance tour with Judas Priest. Ah, yes, Judas Priest. You know, I, that well, that being uh, one of my favorite bands, I just adore and idolize uh, Rob Helford, and I think that man's got a lot of guts for fronting one of the most macho heavy metal bands in an era where it was all about the young macho machismo uh, swagger, and the guy was gay all those years, and he hid it, so... Uh, right. Right. Rob Halford. But uh, that that concert pretty much changed my life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it was there was no holes barred after I went to that concert. You know what I mean? I I was just banging my head away. I was wearing leather. I mean, not as extreme as Halford, but I was wearing the leather bracelets. I had the leather jacket. It was a concert that was so loud and so moving. I was just never the same. It was it was all about the metal, bro, after that. I mean, yeah. the metal. Oh, absolutely. How about how about you? What was the the uh, high point of your concert viewing back in that era? What what did it for you? October? Ram? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. Although oh, I did you look, about, I liked uh, the Wham, but Wham, we're going to talk about Next Friday, because that's where, you know, this is a four-part series. This is part two. First part, we kicked it off with metal. Now we're just going to talk about rock in general. And then we're going to be talking about uh, just maybe pop rock and pop and maybe some other genres as well. But um, so great. Check this <laughs> check this out. I know you're excited about that. But the, oh, yes. the 80s, the 80s were notable for kickstarting solo careers for tons of musicians, right? right? Right. And the decade is also remembered for the emergence of virtuoso guitarists, you know, mm, yeah. um, and we, we can name tons of them. And, oh, yeah, and, and I know a lot of there's a lot of purists out there that don't consider the 80s to be the best decade for music. However, mm -hmm. I mean, you cannot deny that the decade, the 80s, showcased some of the finest albums and bands in rock history. Now, to that, I say to you for the answer to your question. 1987, October 21st, I believe, mm. the first day at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Okay. I ditched school that day in order to join forces with my mm. cousin, Ralph Rangel. By the way, a big shout out to Ralph mm. Rangel, who's listening to us from Glendora, California. Oh, Ralph. It's, uh, what's up in Glendora? And his wife, Imelda. Yeah. So big shout out to them. So Ralph took me to see you two in concert okay. for their Joshua Tree tour. Oh, great, 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 it, great, great album. 
I want to hear an interesting story that came out of that. It was before going to the concert that same day. So my cousin Ralph, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a license back then. Mm -hmm. And my cousin Ralph had to get off work early and he didn't know what to do or, you know, what to say. So the first thing that came out, I think out of his mouth, he, he went into his boss's office and he said, you know, I have to leave. It's an emergency. Uh, my grandfather just passed away. <laughs> oh, man. Man, Ralph. Yeah. I don't know, Ralph. That's, that, that's pretty heavy. I hope bad karma didn't uh, crash upon young Ralph's head at that time. But you know what? I got to give it no. up. I got to give it up to your primo. That is fast and smooth thinking. Yeah, very fast, very smooth. And the good thing is uh, he, he went to pick me up. So. You know, so that was my most memorable concert of the 80s. Now, at the time, was this the primo that gave you your first half beer? Yeah, you know, it was uh, my cousin that took me to one of his famous college dorm parties uh, mm. in the hills of Pasadena somewhere. And I was Ooh. I was 14 years old, and I'll never forget, you know, it, just like in the movies, these 80s movies where they have these uh, college parties, it was just like that. Oh, yeah. And I had my first experience with a keg. Uh, nice. the, my, they actually, my cousin's friends actually sat me down in a chair next to a keg. So, yeah. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got more nonsense here. Back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang. You're listening to Back to the 80s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s. Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage, mass-marketed children's toy from the 80s. You are locked and loaded with Back to the 80s. This is the ever-so-wonderful Chang alongside my number one Italian guy, the Italian Stallion, the 350-engine big block in my Chevy Toscano, my brother. I believe you have a listing of some bands and some music coming up. All right, so let's get into it. We're talking about rock today, and uh, we're going to be talking about the bands that you have chosen as your favorite bands. So thanks for writing in. So we have Frank Julian, who said that he loves Bon Jovi, uh, who was formed, believe it or not, they were formed in New Jersey, 1983, Bon Jovi. Wow. Now, uh, you first. What do you think of Bon Jovi? And then I will give you my Chang analysis. Well, I can tell you that Bon Jovi, I like them ever since they came out. But believe it or not, after maybe, let's see, I love their Slippery When Wet album. It came out in 84, I believe. 84, yeah, I think you're right. And then, yeah. And then, uh, let's see, they had a couple of other albums like Crush Bounce and uh, have a nice day or lost highway and stuff like that. I'm really sad to see him today because Bon Jovi can no longer reach those notes. And you can tell whenever a band can't reach those notes, they always have the audience sing. You can, you can always tell 
It's it's something like what happens with Billy Idol. Here's a guy who, you know, had great songs during the 80s. And now when he presents himself, although he looks very similar to what he did back then, obviously older, you know, kind of maintains his shape, his, you know, his body. But when he tries to hit those high notes, he will not do them. You can tell he has right. the audience do it. Same thing with Bon Jovi. Right. The same thing. And, you know, you could say the same thing about Motley Crue with, uh, I mean, uh, Vince, uh, Vince, 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 Vince Neal. I mean, Vince yeah. Neal. Did I say Vince Neal? <laughs> Vince looks like he hasn't missed a meal in years. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Vince, Vince Neal looks like uh, he's put all 80s fast food restaurants in his stomach. Oh, <laughs> man. Vince and Neal I and I like, like he, and I like Molly Crew. Now Vince Neil looks like he ate every member of of Motley Crew. But uh, <laughs> Now back to Bon Voyage, I mean Bon Jovi. Now John Bon Jovi was a sexy little guy. Yeah. But he was that a little guy and uh he to me, you know, you already know what kind of rocker I am and I yeah, believe yeah, most I do. of our, our 80s listeners are getting the the vibe that the Chang kept alive. Bon Jovi is not on my top 10 of liking, nor is Bon Jovi on my top 100. Bon Jovi would be number two in my ultimate list of non-liking bands back in the 80s. Really? Now, so Bon Jovi as a band, you never liked them? I never liked Bon, jo- bon Jovi as a band, but get this. Now, when Richie Sambora hooked up with Heather Locklear, I thought, man, that's the luckiest son of a gun that I could ever possibly be. But I did like Sambora. Later in the 80s, I think, or was it the early 90s, he did a solo album. And I was really impressed with his uh, vocals and his guitar range. Uh, A very Stevie Ray Ray Vaughan uh, essence of it. But I really liked him in that band. Well, he was probably the only one I liked in the band. I liked some of their solos, some of the riffs that he did, but I just couldn't get into the Bon Jovi look. I, I couldn't get into some of the music. But I had a lot of respect for Richie Sambora. He's no longer in the band now. And yeah. if you realize, if you look at, uh, if you go ahead and you and Google up a picture of uh, of John Bon Jovi, he resembles Jamie Lee Curtis right now. What do you think <laughs> of that? <laughs> oh my God, man! There's so much hate coming from you. Now let me ask you a question. This is as a side note. Is this right on. is this the same kind of love every metalhead gives out to? To hair bands from the eighties. I mean, is this something? Did did metal heads hate back then and still hate today? Hair bands from the eighties. Is is this oh, yeah. why? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's almost like Mike Tyson fighting Evander Holyfield in the world of metal. You have the glam metal bands. You have the glam yeah. metal likers, and then you have the metal guys that you know, like Slayer, like uh, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, like Dimebag Daryl. You know, those are kind of the metal guys that, you know, those type of bands are probably inspired a lot of the grunge music to come up. But right, yeah, you have, right. you have a very, very thick line, brother, across the sand that you cannot cross when you're a metal guy. You know what I mean? For for a guy to say, hey, I went to go check out Slayer and then say, hey, man, I went to go out to <laughs> check out Motley Crue and Poison. You know, that guy. I went to a Poison concert and, and you're a, a Motorhead guy. Yeah, I'm a motorhead guy all the way, bro. The ace of spades all the way, brother. 
So, okay. So let's get that out of the way. So in my case, it's very different because I was just, I love music in general. Stuff that I couldn't get used to when I was a kid mm-hmm. was a lot of the, a lot of the heavy, right. heavy, heavy stuff. You know, a lot of the, uh, the darker metal that I could not listen to, but bands like Metallica, you know, uh, things like that. I, I did enjoy them. I did, however, enjoy a lot of the hair bands, but not their entire albums. So that's kind of weird. Like Guns N' Roses, which is brought to you by a gentleman who's who uh, one of our fans, his name is Tim Harmon, said Guns N' Roses was the greatest band in the 80s. Uh, well, that's your opinion. And they were they were good. They were a great you know? band, but I wouldn't call them the greatest band of the 80s, but they were a great yeah. band. And they were, they are a band that was formed... 1985, by the way. Wow, 1985. Yeah. Now I remember going to watch uh, Guns N' Roses when they played at a bar called uh, a club called the Cat House in Hollywood. I also remember them playing at the Troubadour. I I, I watched them play at, at Bizarre's. So uh, now, is that where you had the incident where he threw the cigarette at your shoe? As a matter of fact, yeah, they were playing at the Whiskey at the time, and we were they were at the Rainbow hanging out. And that's when me and my buddies were coming out of the Rainbow. So that's mm. when we had the incident. That, in fact, is where I met uh, uh, Brett Michaels of Poison also yeah. one, one evening after a long night of drinking at the Rainbow and other festivities. That was another, that's another story. I had another run-in with uh, one of the more pretty glam rockers of that era, Poison. Mm. I was missed, that at the Rumper Room? That was in the parking lot between the Whiskey and the Rainbow. Ah. I was uh, coming out of a vehicle and uh, came out with my three buddies. And uh, he was walking by and he was handing everybody flyers. Now, to my defense. Who was this again? This was Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Okay, and, okay. Uh, I'm picture- See, I'm trying okay. to picture the whole scene. I'm painting the scene in my mind. No, you have to go back. This is when Brett Michaels and the guys in Poison were wearing makeup. They kind of look like Cindy Lauper, but maybe street fighting Cindy Lauper. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they also wear they also wear uh, leg warmers. Oh yes, yeah. That, that's going to be on our changri later. So don't 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 give it away. Now uh, he was passing out flyers, and I was a bit inebriated. I was uh, a bit cocky. I was getting <gasps> a lot of uh, attention from the from the eighties ladies. Oh yeah, brother. Come a lot on. of heavy heavy duty heavy heavy duty eighty lady for me back then. And uh, he gave me a flyer. I thought at the time that he gave me the flyer, I thought he was a female. So me being the Chang, I made a derogatory comment to him about something I would like to do with his red lipstick. Oh, my goodness. And he did not take that uh, too kindly. Gee, you think? And he kind of came back and said a couple of things, and I said a couple of things, and I uh, grabbed him by his little arms and <laughs> shoved him back. Did you really? And, yeah, so he literally, so he got physical. Yeah, I got him by his uh, arms and I pulled him close to me and I asked him for uh, a favor with those sweet red lips. Uh... And, well, we had some words and I told him, if you don't want to be referred to as a female, you shouldn't look like a female. That was, that was a very young, dumb chain. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, we got separated and he went on his way and, you know, the rest is history. But he didn't want to start a fight either. I mean, like he didn't continue the the whole uh, no, fiasco. No, because they were about to, uh, they were going to be playing at Gazzari's that night. Oh, okay. Okay. So he had to do a, a gig. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Well, 
No, so no Bon Jovi at all for you. Well, that says a lot. No, and no, and no <laughs> that GNR. That says a lot. Richie that says a lot. <laughs> Come on. And no GNR. That says a lot. Okay. No, you know, I do no. like GNR, but I just, yeah, you know, a couple of guys get no, a little cocky I... out there. <laughs> you know, back in the no 80s. Po- now I know. And oh, now I know. You know, back in the 80s, there's just two things uh, uh, I didn't like people to do. Uh, to treat people with disrespect or try and play games with me. I I didn't play games back then, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was no battleship going on back then, brother. There was no sorry, no monopoly. I played no games. Yeah. Well, you also just told us no Poison. You also didn't – now, and Poison was a band that had a few songs that I used to listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ones that were on the on the radio, like, oh, yeah. at every hour. So, Talk you know, I kind of got you, – you, Were you a fan of Talk Dirty to Me? Yeah, talk, uh, talk dirty. Um, I want you know, action. Uh, from their pl- I want action. Their their uh, platinum album that was called "Look What the uh, Cat Dragged In" that released in 1986. Yeah, uh, that that was a good one. You know, the band was formed in Pennsylvania in 1983 as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of bands from very early on in the 80s oh, that yeah. kind of, you know, they they had to pay their dues mm-hmm. and. Mid '80s towards the late '80s, really, really hit it big. Oh yeah, then you uh, had that but, band like Striper that came in, and that you know that just didn't fly because uh, you know metal was not religious back then. You know metal, metal was anger. Metal was the dark side. Metal was uh, a story of struggle. Then you had a band come out yep. like Striper, and they were singing about God, and they looked like a bunch of bumblebees or a couple of wasps. I don't. I don't you know, know what is interesting. <laughs> It's interesting though because back in high school, I'll never forget. I was a freshman in high school, and during lunch, I always used to see these metalheads. And one of them, one of them used to come with a different metal shirt daily. Like nice. he must have had a thousand shirts. Mm-hmm. And one day I would see him with an Anthrax shirt. The other day, you know, the next day I would see him with Metallica, and then one day I see him with uh, a Striper. Okay. And I was going like, who the heck is Striper? And his, and his shirt looks like a bumblebee. Yeah. Now, talking about Striper, I, I can't understand because back then, if you go to the religious side, if you go to the Christianity side, uh, you know, uh, music like metal was, uh, it was a big no-no. Mm-hmm. So here comes this band. You know, these guys were were rockers, right? right? And they wanted to do something for, for the young Christian crowd. And I think right. they did they did really good. You know, the first time I heard um, Striper, though, I thought the singer was a girl. He did, yeah. He because he, uh, he was very high pitched, but it's yeah. funny because he could, he could also do very low. But he had yeah. one of the highest highest notes that I've ever heard. And today, obviously, you know, they can't do the same thing. Yeah. But so I I would put him up uh, with a band uh, Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. That guy used to be yeah. able to hit Cinderella some high notes exactly. Too, so that was a good band, actually. Cinderella. Yeah, I like Cinderella. And believe it or not, I also loved I this is a band that I actually loved. I loved Twisted Sister. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I got to tell you, I have a lot of respect for Twisted Sister. I went to their uh, first concert and, and man, dude, they 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 were they were pretty damn good. man. They were hardcore. That dude looked like a football player, bro. Even when he wore that makeup, he was tough looking. Now, trip out of this Twisted Sister made their video in my high school in 1983. We're not going to take it anymore. 
That was yeah. That, uh, oh, that was at your high that school. That was at my high school. And now get at Montebello. Yeah, Montebello High School, the swimming pool area, and uh, yeah, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my classmates were in that uh, video during the shoot. Me and my good buddies were there when they were filming uh, that uh, that particular video where it looks like they're in concert. That was in our auditorium where we would have plays ah. and, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, events that would go on in there. They made it look like a concert arena. And the majority of the people that they showed in the stand were from Alhambra, Montebello, Pico Rivera, uh, La Puente, uh, heavily from Montebello and Sure, which was, that was yeah, uh, the yeah. population back in, in the 80s of Montebello was probably about a 65% ratio of metal so at when twisted sister did the video it was at my high school we were there uh, a couple of times me and my buddies were getting a little crazy with d snyder so they told us had to to mellow out we were later ejected because uh they caught us drinking beer in the car and then coming back and right you know right. a lot of wild times but twisted sister that was that was a really great band i thought yeah and so you know so d snyder you said was was is a big guy then yeah, he's a very tall individual, bro. And he was, he was a big guy, bro. But you know what, dude? He was a real nice dude, bro. Straight up, straight up street, street smart. But man, he was cool to all of those kids, man. Yeah, and he's still the same way today. And by the way, D. Yeah. Snyder is one of those rockers that still maintains good vocal range. He can still oh, rock that mic. Have you heard him lately? Yeah, you know what? As a Jeez. matter of fact, he did a song for charity. Yes. Oh, you heard the one where he's all the, in white on the piano. That song. Yes, we're not going to take it anymore. Tears. Yep, yep. It wasn't it for like cancer. Yes, it was for children's cancer, I believe. Yes. The guy's got a lot of class, bro. Incredible, and that version with just the piano, just like you know, tears came out. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Twisted Sisters also ranked number seventy-three on VH1's one hundred greatest artists of hard rock in the eighties. Right on. They they rightfully so. Rightfully so. Now, now uh, with Twisted Sister, uh, that uh, you know, back in the eighties, or was it? I think it was the eighties, where he spoke to the Senate on behalf of uh, all the ridicule that metal was getting by Chipper uh, Gore. Really? That see, that's news to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's when they were trying to rate the albums, and they were putting, uh, you know, what I mean discrepancies on, on certain albums. Uh, oh, that's where they, they came up with the explicit uh, stickers that went on the albums? Right, 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 right. And that came, that came after a few incidences. I mean, with Ozzy eating the bat's head off, uh, Judas Priest, you had a kid that committed suicide in the park. Yeah. They were trying to play Judas Priest music. And uh, Dee Snyder's one of the rockers back then that stepped up and, and took the educated high road and pretty much schooled Congress, bro, on how ridiculous it is to categorize certain music uh, for its content or the way the individual looks as being poisonous. And and yeah. I think uh, when he went up there, uh, he took a bold step for, for 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 mankind on the moon, just to sort of say like he's you know he was the one first uh, metal guy to put his. Uh, footprints on the metal moon sure so sure and you know what's you know. interesting to me about the bands that we've mentioned so far interestingly enough these bands were from back east a lot of great bands came out of the the uh, east 
I mean, uh, we can even say uh, we go into another genre. We have Bruce Springsteen. I mean, Bruce Springsteen, one of his top albums came out in the 80s. Springsteen, another fantastic storyteller, musician, and a downright good human being. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, probably one of the greatest artists that is still filling stadiums. And not just any stadium, brother. I mean, stadiums like the the Rose Bowl at, in Pasadena. This guy can fill uh, the Los Angeles Coliseum with over 100,000 people there. Um, yeah, and he's still selling out shows, and he's solo, and he's not even with the E Street. That's band. right. Uh, yes. I don't know if you're familiar. If you watch Netflix, he had a special on Netflix. It was a one man show. It was just him and his guitar. Uh, he played a lot of his great hits, but he told the stories behind where he got that storyline for the song, and it's got to me. To me, it was one of the most compelling musical documentaries I've seen in a very, very long time. My hat's off to Bruce. You know I'm a big Springsteen fan. I'm a metal guy, but I do love me the Bruce, the boss all the way. Clarence Clemens, the E Street Band, Max Max Weinberg, dude. I mean, little Steven. Yeah, yeah. Epic band. All right, this is Back to the 80s. We are going to continue part two of our interview with Shannon Hernandez, the Shan Man of 98. KUPD, Phoenix, Arizona. After the interview, we've got more great talk of rock in the 80s. So don't go away. This is Back to the 80s, Descano and Chang. Back to the 80s. Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage, mass-marketed children's toy from the 80s. So, you know, something happened. Something happened with... Not only the songs, but within bands and a lot of maybe the politics of the whole thing and the money came in and all that. But why Why do you think that certain bands of the 80s survived up until today and certain ones just didn't? Some of these bands that didn't survive, some of them, they had great hits. Yeah, I think it's weird. Like, I guess from my vantage point... I look at these bands that did not survive. I mean, they're still around and they're still playing casinos, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, when I look at them and I think about, well, why didn't, why didn't uh, you know, Warrant survive? Or why didn't Rat really continue to make it big? And I honestly think that it was a societal shift to reality and when you started thinking about um how everything was i guess the music back then was all about good times i wouldn't say carelessness but it was more about like oh i don't i just don't really care i'm gonna go party drink bang some chicks and call it a day you know and and then by the time the 90s came around problems and issues in music started to come around right and right. you started getting bands like corn that would come out and then Alice in Chains you know and the grunge movement in there and and they were all children that were i guess you know they were born in the late 70s and they experienced the 80s but they didn't love the 80s right. because their families and their home life was not exactly the same and so they were on the opposite end of it all i mean they didn't Maybe they did drink and maybe they did smoke and they did, you know, the drugs, but they were on the hardcore drugs. They, I mean, when you listen to any Alice in Chains song from those first two albums and you're listening to a you're listening to a man dying. Yeah. You're just like writing about dying. Yeah. Is all it is. I mean, look at bands like uh, Nirvana. You know, Nirvana like, was another one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's who we, we attribute to, like the, the death of 80s metal. Exactly. Exactly. But let's talk about radio stations, rock stations. 
major differences between rock stations of the 80s. If you remember, you must have had a, a, a favorite. And how would you compare that to, let's say, to where you're at today? Well, that's an interesting question that you're asking because the favorite rock station was the radio station that I work at. Ah. <laughs> so KUPD was always, like, I, I guess it could sound biased, but when we were kids and anyone that who grew up when, you know, in my era, they always just attribute KUPD as being the radio station that, you know, was the radio station. Um, we had a jock, a morning jock here. His name was Dave Pratt. He was on the radio for 20 years, believe it or not. And it's hard to think that like I've been doing radio for the almost exactly the same amount of time that he did radio. But when you talk about KUPD, KUPD was always like on the edge. They were always on the edge of everything we had. Um, you know, for people who aren't familiar and don't know that radio radio speak, we had a voice guy who um, who did the sweepers, the things that the things that are in between the songs. And he's been the guy for as long as I've been around, he's been around forever. And his voice is just so it's, it's not like your typical radio guy voice. It's like this guy, he's the one that does like the monster jam and, and the yeah. super cross. Yeah. Like David Lee is his name. And he, and it's like monster jam, yeah. you know, and he just yeah. sounds really mean. And so his voice has always been kind of the defining brand of that radio station. And then the music and the attitude of the jocks were always very sharp, I guess, uh, is what it was. I think now, by the time, like fast forward now uh, to where we are in radio now, it's um, I'm not going to say we're watered down just because we're not. But there is definitely an influence in how, you know, over the years we have been, we swapped companies and um, how they want the, the radio station to sound. We still sound the same, but I don't think we in today's environment, we can't say a lot of the things that we used to. They were able to say back in the 80s. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, we I come from uh, a time here in Southern California where we used to listen to, you know, both KMET and uh, KLOS, and we had uh, jocks oh, yeah. like Mark and Brian that took uh, radio to another level here. Just a fun time. So out of 80s music, because you've been so involved in the rock arena, what's your favorite rock band and why? Metallica. It was probably, well, it's a tough one. It's it's a it's a toss-up between Metallica and uh, Alice in Chains. Let's, let's put it this way. Alice in Chains probably would be the top one. Um, that Well, they're not really 80s, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Did it have to be 80s? Yeah, 80s. Okay, 80s. So 80s, let's just scrap all that. 80s, Def Leppard. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing is when you said uh, Metallica, showing up as number one out of the majority of these polling places online, showing up yeah. number one song of the 80s was Master of Puppets. Oh, yeah, I believe that. See, I would say Metallica, like this is a really interesting question just because I could say Metallica because, you know, they, uh, they did start in 83, um, but I didn't discover them until about 88, I think is what it was. Well, that and still my counts. Friend, yeah, so, I mean, I discovered them in 88. My friend Brian, he we were on the bus, and he's like, dude, you got to check this out. And he gave me his Walkman, and we were on the bus, and I'm listening to I was listening to Injustice for All. I was listening to the actual song, Injustice for All. And I was like, what the hell is this? This sounds so cool. And I thought that was like the coolest thing. But, you know, it's a toss up between uh, Def Leppard and Warrant because I was really big into Def Leppard. And, of course, we know that like between Def Leppard's Pyromania and Hysteria, there was like a really long break between those two albums just because Rick Allen lost his arm. And so he had to relearn how to play the drums, you know, over, you know, with one arm. And so 
by between that time, like I listened, I listened to the hell out of uh, Pyromania, and I thought that was such a cool track or a cool album. And then Hysteria came out, and they had just kind of transformed their sound. I thought that was really cool. But then at the time, I was also getting into Warrant and Janie Lane and Cherry Pie, and I just, I guess, I don't know. Um, I just loved the chicks, the chicks aspect of it. You know, I liked yeah. all that. Um, but I liked, I kind of liked the message back then. And then uh, they came out with Uncle Tom's Cabin. And I really got into that. And then my sister took me to a Warrant Poison Al, a Warrant Poison concert around 80, probably 87, 88, something like that. And, and uh, that was like it blew my mind. Like it just blew my mind out of the water. So it was a toss up between Def Leppard and Warrant just because of that era. It just seemed so bigger than life. Yeah. Let me take a little side side note here and ask you this. If you were able to, let's just say for the purpose of the show, you were able to take a time machine uh, to get into that, get into that DeLorean and time machine. Yeah, yeah. Just get into that DeLorean and, and travel back to any year of the '80s just for you to go to a specific concert. What would it be? Oh man, that's a tough one. To any concert, any concert uh, of the any '80s, year? any year. It's your choice. You're the you're the guy in the cockpit there. God, that's a good one. I would probably have to say I would probably want to go back to like I think it would be '84, '83. To see Def Leppard when like because they were already like they were already kind of established as new wave or British British heavy metal. But I would want to see that before they turned into like the the babe band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like they're total babe band now. Like, you know, pour some sugar on me is like a total babe song. Like you go to the bars like I don't go to bars anymore. That's the funny part about all this is I don't go to bars. But when I do when I do like radio promotions like you go to the club and they're playing like pour some sugar on me. And you're just like, okay, this is played out. It, you know, in the pyromania area when they were actually a new wave of British heavy metal band. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. It's funny because whenever I hear pour some sugar on me, I start running because I'm thinking <laughs> they played more, more songs. I mean, you guys know that, right? I, especially one of the radio stations here in Southern California, I go, yeah. really guys, they, they have more songs. That that yeah. are popular as well. They're, so we can't just say, well, that's what people want because it's yeah. not the only thing that people want. The song that's been played to death. And it's a, it's a good song, but Aha, you know, has more than one song. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, with, with radio, radio is a very strange beast just because like we all say the same thing. We always go like, okay. Uh, we always say like, okay, well, these bands have way better songs than what is actually being released as the single, you know? And then as it runs its cycle through the, you know, through radio, then people will be like, okay, well, that was the only song that was the hit. And like, no, man, there were like way, there were like five other songs on the yeah. album that were yeah. really, really good. This just happens to be the one song that everyone loves. And then I begin to question myself. I was like, well, am I just being a musical purist am i just being like kind of a snob being like no this song's much much better but then i go back and I go no these songs were good and so it's funny because as you know i have gone through the radio station and i have um i have a segment on the radio station at night called the eight o'clock shuffle i get to pick basically any song that i want it's you know to play in that time i got four songs that i can pick i get two that probably are more like known they're like you know it would be like kind of similar to the ahas there, there would be 
the popular songs. Yeah. But then yeah. I go and I dig deep. And so I'll dig deeper and like I'll play like a Becoming from Nine Inch Nails, a track called Becoming. And, you know, I'll go way, way deep. And then people are like, dude, what is that song? And be like, dude, that was like the fifth track on the second album. And they're like, I've never heard that song. So I've learned that the behaviors of people who listen to the radio, they just listen to what's on the radio. They sometimes don't even explore the album. But then I've also discovered that people who do listen to the radio will buy the album and they know the album way better than I do. Like they own, they know it, they know it down to the last breath. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get that deep into it, you know? So it just varies, you know, but there are songs that are overplayed. I feel, you know, and we all know it. We all know that there's songs that are overplayed, but we get it. That's the, it's a, a familiarity factor. And then that's how the radio game is played. So you'd go and see Def Leppard. Oh yeah. Just because I was a big when I became a big Metallica fan and I learned that Def Leppard was part of that whole new wave of British heavy metal. I was like, what? Stop. I, I got to know more about this. And so and to see them because that it, it was the imagery of, of the music was kind of like I, I liked that kind of it was borderline evil. You know, I kind of liked that. <laughs> and now these days in my 40s, I'm kind of like, you know, namaste yoga. You know, it's yeah. like things are way different these days, you know, and and that's how rock stars are these days anyway. So they're very into like mindfulness and things like that. So the era back then was always trying, I guess, to, I was I was always trying to impress a chick or someone because I liked this evil music or this music that just didn't, it was not pop music. It was just pop music suck. It was like watching the, if you ever saw uh Detroit rock city, the movie, Detroit yeah, rock yeah, city. That's yeah. how, that's how I lived my life. It was like rock music or, or bust, you know? Right. With the old adage, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll and, and the bad boy look. And uh, you ended up knowing that you were the one who was going to get the most girls because the girls were, were into that. Yeah, that was the imagery back then. Like you were getting you were getting the chicks. Little did I know that, that the chicks that I went to school with in a small town in Arizona, they were like, oh, I don't like that. I'm not into that. type <laughs> of stuff." And then by the time I got into college, grunge was already starting to take over. And, uh, you know, rock was like in a very weird place. And so it just didn't it didn't compute. 80s music didn't compute. I was still kind of trying to live in that 80s era. And I was still like I was. I was glomming on to bands, late 80s bands and early 90s bands like Firehouse and Trickster. And, you know, they were still like they were pushing that whole like, oh, yeah, it was like Babe, Babe Central. But then when Nirvana came and just crushed everyone out of the water, like, no, that's that's when that's when I was going through a discovery phase of like, what, what do I need to be listening to next? You know, now, see, during quarantine time, you know, a lot of people including yours truly, you know, we get a little nostalgic and, and we end up, you know, turning our homes into another era. So in, in just in your opinion, what do you think you would like to see come back uh, as far as music is concerned so that music will be sort of everlasting in a way? Uh, I, you know, I, you know what I'd like to have it come back. Cause the one thing I think the eighties did have really going for them, uh, was the thought behind behind the lyrics and the arrangements of the music and the thought like when you look at a, a Richie Sambora, I mean the guy was a genius back then. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I thought I thought he was a genius um, from a guitar standpoint, songwriting standpoint. He and John Bon Jovi, and so I would like to see that that extra thought, that type of music, maybe even the ballad come back in in a sense. Um, ballads just don't exist in rock music anymore because. It, they just don't like the I, I just don't know. I, I feel like the world these days, 
I feel like it's disconnected from human emotion. Yeah. And I feel as though uh, I feel as though the music today, um, even though it talks about issues and, and, and it it's always about a problem. It's all, you know, like I've lost someone and, and 80s music talked about that as well. But it also talked about like, hey, you know, I'm sorry for the mistake. I'm sorry I cheated on you with five girls. But here's my <laughs> love for you, you know, and it had a little bit more thought into it. The music these days, I don't know if just it just doesn't lack the emotion the empathy, the soul, uh, to it. Um, but on the, uh, on the opposite side of that spectrum is that, you know, I also don't think it has the fire that, you know, that faster songs had, you know, like, uh, you know, there were trash bands like faster pussycat that I just never really got into LA guns. I never got into them either. Um, bullet boys and eh, they had like one hit smooth up in you. But then I was just kind of like, you know what? There were bands that were, that were actually writing, substantial music when I, when I, I think about that and I think about the movie Rockstar and how uh, that fictional band was very intentional about how they wrote their music that's how I see those bands that were successful like the Poisons and and the you know the, the Warrants the Def Leppards White Snake I think was like the powerhouse back then you know because they just they were just a powerhouse for just writing songs so I think I would like that style to come back in a sense if it could, but with a modernized twist to it, because I know it would never survive in the environment that we're in today, just because you have your corns, you have uh, a lot of your baby bands, you've got, uh, you know, you can't really put an Alice in Chains in there. You can't put a Limp Biscuit in there because they were just a whole other genre. They were, yeah. they were a rock genre, but it was a whole different style. Yeah. Well, you've heard it here from the Shan man himself from Shannon Hernandez, from 97.9 KUPD or 98 KUPD of Phoenix, Arizona. Shannon, do me a favor. How can people get a hold of you? Because there's a lot of people who are saying, well, you know what? I know he's into podcasting. I've seen him on YouTube. How can I How can I get a hold of him? Go ahead and give out all your info, man. Yeah, just you can reach out to me. Um, you can just find me on my uh, my website, theshanman.com, or just go to YouTube. Um and uh, you can reach out to me there as well. Instagram is uh, Shannon J. Hernandez. Um, that I, I check Instagram almost every day. Sometimes it gets a little bad. <laughs> so didn't have those addictions in the 80s, man. I couldn't, you know, I my addiction was like candy bars and soda pop. Now it's like Instagram. So, yeah, reach out to me on Instagram, Shannon J. Hernandez. Uh, YouTube is just Shannon Hernandez or my website, um, theshanman.com. As far as my podcasting is concerned, I want to create these videos on YouTube as a uh, as kind of like a training uh, beginning ground to get podcasters to build a better podcast. I mean, you're in a broadcasting you were in a broadcasting position and uh, and I want podcasters to step up their game. I just don't think that podcasting should be from a phone <laughs> from 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 a, you know, it should be done from something that's so simple. And I want to be able to to get people from point A to point B, help them develop a great podcast. Uh, so that uh, they can grow it and hopefully monetize off it so they can build something that they're passionate about and eventually hopefully move themselves into making that their job. Awesome, Shannon. Thanks so much for being on the show, and I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. You are listening to Back to the 80s. Toscano and Cheng here. This is the time of the show where we talk about what made us angry back in the decade of excess. And in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we've called them Changries. Welcome aboard, everybody. How you all doing? Yeah. Toscano, my partner, 
You know what got me changry in the 80s? What? Leg warmers. Ooh, no poison for you. Oh, good God. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? George Michael's wearing leg warmers. Oh. <laughs> you know what got me changry in the 80s? What? Dexie's Midnight Runner. <laughs> That's a great band. I love that song. <laughs> Come on, Eileen. Just yes. Take Eileen and get the hell out. <laughs> you know what got me angry back in the 80s? What's that? Especially in high school where kids decided to hairspray exactly their hair like Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you got me on that one. That was going to be my next Changri. I couldn't stand that guy. You know what got me Changri in the 80s? What's that? The Rolling Stones were still alive. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Newsflash, they're still alive in 2020. They are like human cockroaches. <laughs> hey, if Armageddon comes, you know what band's going to be alive still? The Rolling Stones. Yeah, the Rolling Stones. The only band that survives on blood transfusions and drugs. Nice. Nice. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? No 99 cent menus. Oh. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What? Stonewash Levi's. Ooh. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? No free refills. Oh, that used to get me ticked off, <laughs> especially when you're caught mouth. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, has been this week's Changries. If you have a Changri you'd like to let us know, go ahead and leave us a voicemail at our Back to the 80s phone line, which is 714-386-9797. 386-9797, area code 714. Well, this is Back to the 80s. I know that there's tons of other stuff that maybe you would like to request. And there's many bands that we left out. It's not because we want to leave them out. It's just because just time. That's right. So we don't have that much time. And this is a four-part show. So next week on Friday, we're going to be talking about another type of music. Uh, so tune in. Tune in because there'll be more laughs as well. Because I always love to see Chang's face <laughs> as I'm looking at him here through Zoom and <laughs> And uh, especially when I mention bands that he doesn't like. And I know immediately, Ching, I know when you don't like a band because you make this very distinct face and he just starts smiling and chuckling. Ever so polite, but thank you for being so polite. Well, my brother, you know me, the way I look at uh, attacking humor. I look at it like I'm in a street fight. <laughs> How is that? And every joke I got to throw out has got to land. I, If I don't make someone laugh due to my stupidity... Then I'm getting my butt kicked. On that note, this is Toscano and Chang from Back to the 80s. Wishing you a great week. Be safe. Keep wearing those masks. Do the right thing as we go into a possible second lockdown. But in the meantime, don't forget to listen to Back to the 80s only on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else you can get your podcasts. So spend your time with us because we love to spend our time with you. That's right. We are the No Fraud Podcast right here. You have heard it from the legendary to be Toscano and Chang before 
I jump on my magic carpet and ride my cheeks right out of my studio. I want you all to remember, stay lifted and gifted. Remember, do not let the hate and the frustration bake your mind. Get out, be positive, think of your fellow man. We are one race, the human race. And until next Friday, I will see you again. You will hear us again. Stay you and stay beautiful. Arrivederci. Adios. Orale to all my homies in the L.A. district and Toscano. I will see you just as quick as I shave my chicken, my brother.